Welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week, we sit around and discuss one of our favorite albums from the past. We hope you enjoy our show. And we're back for week two in this Van Halen discography. I'd like to welcome everybody here to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Starting this thing out, I'm Jimmy. I'm Chris. I'm Anthony. And guys, we are going through this uh, the discography of Van Halen with the David Lee Roth years continuing to Van Halen 2, which um, I'm, I'm honestly cannot wait to hear what you guys say about this one. I know that... Uh, I haven't talked to either one of you this week about this album, so this would be uh, this would be a good good conversation, no doubt about it. Um, who wants to start this one off this week? Is that got a volunteer? I'll let you guys go. I'd like to bat uh, clean up on this. If that's all right. Sounds good, Anthony. Do you want me to go first tonight? Or do you want to go first? Uh, I'll I'll lead it off. I don't mind. Go right um, ahead, man. Let's start off with your no good. Let's let's hear your thoughts. Um, hopefully my audio will be better this week, but we'll see. Uh. I actually took the time today to figure out what was side A and what was side B. Oh, good. So, so side A, the first song, I don't have the songs written down, so you guys need to tell me what the songs are. It's I You're No Good. One. You're, yeah, no, you're good. no Good is the first song. Yeah. Okay, so first song, You're No Good. Um, I wrote down song showcases what Van Halen is known for. What Van Halen is known for. Plenty of sass and swagger. Um, great way to start an album. And I didn't have a lot more beyond that to say. That was kind of what my, my notes were. It was just a very sassy kind of, you know, good intro song. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, Anthony, I couldn't agree with you more. That's exactly pretty much the way I felt about it. It's, it's absolutely what you expect from Van Halen. Um, it certainly was a, a great opening song. What was your rating on that one? Uh, I gave it a nine. Oh, nice. Well, I, I didn't give it that high of praise. I gave it an eight. Like I said, I'm, you know, it's, it's still under the, uh, it's still under our listing as uh, great. Um, but yeah, fantastic song. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, I certainly, I know it's a great opener. Um, and man, I mean, it's just, it's what you expect. You're absolutely right, man. Absolutely right. Exactly. Chris, what's your opinion, buddy? Well, uh, I gave this song a nine. I feel like, uh, had a really good groove, uh, good vocals and great guitar. Uh, this is, uh, probably one of the best covers in my opinion that they've done. And, uh, and they do a lot of covers. Uh, but, uh, I just really love the groove on this song and, uh, it was a good opening track. So yeah, I gave it a nine, which is an excellent with our scale we're doing now. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, Anthony, you want to go ahead and hit us up with our uh, our next tune? It's going to be the uh, classic Dance the Night Away. Uh, it's funny you say classic because that's the first line of my notes was classic. Um, it works as well as, uh, I guess I was tired when I wrote this, but it works as well as syrup on waffles or peanut butter with jelly. <laughs> hard not to Hard not to <laughs> sing along with the chorus. <laughs> I uh I know really what you're catchy, saying. Catchy song. <laughs> it mixes well is what I'm saying. It's a very good song, start to finish. Agreed, sir. Agreed. What'd you say your rating was on that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I gave it a nine. I've had a nine? long day with the kids, so uh oh my brain's a little shot. <laughs> I gave it a solid nine. Nine. Yeah. You know what? Uh, once again you've led me off and yeah. 
the song you, you sing along once you hear it once it's in your mind there's no doubt about it uh it's a great rocking song i think this is one of the singles they released back in the day and um it's a nine as well in my book uh fantastic harmonies great chorus just great guitar structure and all chris yeah uh yeah my notes here i put for this song it's uh I think this is probably a radio friendly song mm-hmm. probably something they uh that was the main uh, i wouldn't be surprised if what was it their first release off this album i don't know I, i'm just guessing uh, uh they kind of i don't know I, I think this may be kind of a departure from the covers they, they did a lot of covers on those first two albums and you know they're better than that they really don't need to keep covering songs left and right um uh, I gave this an eight out of ten, which is great on our uh, our new scale. Oh, yeah. So that's a that's a pretty good score. Uh, I did write that when I was younger, uh, back in high school, I really liked this song. Uh, but on the re-listen, I think actually pre- I preferred "You're No Good" to this. Uh, I don't know, just uh, kind of my thoughts on that. But yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten, which is still. Oh, yeah. I agree. It's it's still a great score. I mean, it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Great song. You know, I, I don't want to I don't want to burst your bubble, but uh, just so you know, guys, and I don't know if either one of y'all realize this, they had just come off of the Van Halen World World Tour for their first album. They recorded this album in one week. Yeah, I can believe there was that. some pressure. I there was some pressure that. on them to do this, and uh, according to what I can find, basically. They recorded it in one week. They had a bunch of songs that were pre-written that were on this album that was on a demo they had released through Gene Simmons way back before the first album, like in 76, 75. Gene um, Simmons. Mm-hmm. Gene Simmons produced a demo by them. And I've actually oh, got a I copy of that. that. It's, it's, a, it's, it's different. Yeah, yeah. But uh, And we'll get to that later on. But just so you guys know, the covers you guys are hearing is because the pressure they had in making records back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, they had to get a bunch of songs out and they put their own spin on a ton of great songs or decent songs and turned them into great songs. At least, mm-hmm. you know, from, from what I can tell, but, uh, all right, enough of that garbage. Sorry. <laughs> Going off on my tangent there, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's actually very good knowledge because, uh, I kind of had a sense that they had to slap this thing together at the last minute. Uh, you'll, we get some later songs on this, but it's good to know. That's, I appreciate that information. All right, so this brings us up to song number three, uh, Somebody Get Me a Doctor. Anthony, what do you think? Uh, I wrote uh, another song with swagger and sexiness, and uh, it's just kind of one of those groovy songs that you could, uh, I don't know, man, you could spend some time at the drive-ins with probably the song like this playing. But uh, I noticed, like I called, I think I called you, Jimmy, on Sunday when I was mowing the lawn, that Dawkins lifted the intro on this. Into the right. Fire by Dawkins is about the same intro yeah, as, as this song. The minute I heard that intro, I was like, I got to go listen to Into the Fire by Dawkins because I think that's the exact or similar <laughs> intro. So kind of shows you, you know, the influences these guys had on people that they're actually getting people riffing and taking stuff from them, you know. So it was interesting to kind of hear that. Oh yeah, their influence is absolutely deep, and I mean it's blatant. I mean the first three chords that GAD is absolutely all over, all over that dog exactly. and So yeah, it's classic, yeah. dude. What what was your uh, what what's your thoughts? Uh, eight. I gave it an eight. Eight. eight? Okay, yeah. that's that's not bad at all. I actually love this song. I think somebody get me a doctor's a fantastic rocking song. 
I, I love how it starts and I love how it's got that little catchy riff in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I give this one nine. I think this is just an absolute great tune. Yeah, I agree with the riff. Actually, that's the first thing I said. Killer riff at the start. That's memorable. Uh, I thought Eddie really stood out on this track more than anybody else. Uh, I gave it, I gave it a seven and a half. Actually, uh, it's a combination between right there between great and very good. Uh, I'm not sure it was one of my favorites on the album, but I do re- like the riff. And uh, yeah, about seven and a half for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Very good. All right, Anthony brings us to track number four, Bottoms Up. What's your thoughts on that one? Uh, uh, very bluesy and catchy uh, was my lead off of my notes. And it's, uh, I wrote the drums are a standout and the back and forth with David and the band is excellent. Um, and then the guitar is once again killing it. You know, there's that little thing with their, I don't remember the song in my head right now, but remember Dave and the band were, you know, he would do one thing and the band would throw it back and that kind of thing, which Van Halen's always been kind of good at with the, with the harmonies and everything. So. Uh, it was a very, very catchy song. Uh, I gave this one an eight as well. Yeah, Anthony, it's a great song. I think it's that bluesy, riffy, fun. It's a fun song. I like it as well. Um, from my end, I gave it an eight. Uh, I think it's it's a solid tune. I, um, I, I do enjoy listening to this one. Chris? And I hate to be the Debbie Downer right. here. You I, go ahead, I didn't really care. <laughs> I, I, like the, again, and there's a little stretch here that I think – Eddie Van Halen is the only reason these aren't going to get some pretty low ratings for me Uh, (laughs) because his guitar riffs are tremendous and he can save it. And uh, I put, it was pretty good, a little repetitive in the chorus. Uh, You know, like the the lyrics, I don't know. They're not great. I do like the blues, the bluesy sound. Uh, I gave it a six and a half. It's, it's between good and very good, but I'm not going to give it anything more than that. Um, but catchy, I guess, as far as that goes, but not much substance behind it. All right, Anthony, that brings us up to the fifth song. Uh, last song on side one, it's out of love again. What are your thoughts Uh, on that one? Well, that little spaceship ray gun kind of intro they got going there. I was really (laughs) digging that. I wasn't sure what that was, but that was really cool, man. I just, I really liked that a lot. Um, it's a very groovy song and, Again, with that back and forth where they're doing Dave and them are harmonizing together is just something they just do greatly. You know, greatly. Um, I gave it a seven point five. With all that said, and I actually thought it was maybe the there's two songs on here I think are kind of the weakest on the album, and it's this one. And then I'll tell you the next one in a, in a bit. But I give it a seven point five. I got you. I got you. Um, you know, uh, you're you're right. Uh, Chris started it last time. This is where it starts to feel like it's almost like a little bit of filler. It is a catchy little tune. Um, it's not it's not the best song on this by no means of the word, and I would say this is probably my least favorite as well, uh, or close to a second least favorite. But uh, I, I, once again, it's still a good tune. It's not horrible. I gave it a seven. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to kill it, but at the same time, it's it's not bad. And I I was reading them reading some fandom about this this past week and. Uh, this song is actually pretty popular amongst, uh, amongst the older crowd of Van Halen fans. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to offend anybody, but yeah, I, I gave it I a seven. No, no, dude. no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I would Chris? consider myself uh, one of the older 
crowd of Van Halen Stops. fans. And it is not one of my favorites. Uh, to me, it's the worst song on the album. Uh, yeah, I put the vocals are kind of a mess. Uh, I don't even think there's a chorus on this song. Uh, Eddie, again, saved the day. This would have been down in the 3-4 category if it weren't for him. But I gave it a five because that's meh, and that's about how I feel about this song. Wow! And, yeah. and I promise you, that's the worst rating I'm going to give any song on this album. But, but yeah, it, to me, it wasn't good. Uh, so I get, this one gets a five out of ten for me. Hey, uh, respect that. Uh, like I said, it's the weakest song for, uh, in my opinion, as well. Um, let's flip, let's flip this cassette over. Go to the second side, and we're going to go to the sixth track. It is "Light Up the Sky." Anthony, go ahead. Um, well, I wrote that I love the chorus and the way they harmonize together. And that was two of the highlights for me in this one. But I also gave it a 7.5. And this was my other one that I thought was pretty weak on the album as far as songs go. You know, the next song is more of a, you know, we'll get into that in a minute, but that's more yep. just a guitar little diddle or right. something. Right. Yeah, 7.5 well, on this. Not, 7.5. Not a terrible song. Not terrible, but kind of strange that they would close with the one they did on number five on before an open b-side with a weak song too which was kind of strange you know if you think about it trying to set up your your records to when you're spinning them you want to you know start strong close strong and they didn't really do that on on this album at least uh okay i i see where you're going with that and i agree completely with you a lot of the sky in my opinion should not have been the opening track on the second side I'm going to tell you right now, they should have opened it with Dead or Alive, period. That would have got them rocking oh, yeah. on this album, without a doubt. Spanish, <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't I don't know. I like how they, I like the flow after, the, after this song, the flow gets back into range yeah. where it should be, in my opinion. I did give this song a, a, a seven because it's not a great song. Once, and to steal some of Chris's thunder, if it wasn't for the guitar lines and some of this stuff, it would have, it would definitely would have been around the five range. I'm, you know, and I hate to, well, we know I'm a fanboy, but still yet lot of, lot of the Scots. It's a seven in my book. And, um, I thought to you, Chris, so to be clear, you consider this a very good song. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. I, li- very I good. like this one. I th- it's, <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's, it's, it's better than good. Guitar wise. Okay. It's a great song, but right. well, lyrically think, it sucks. I think it was good, which is what I gave it a six. Uh, seems like filler. The boys had a hard time adding quality tracks to this album I wrote at this point. <laughs> uh, I said, the, and then I put the guitar solo did rock, so it brings it up a little to a six. Uh, that's probably unfair. That's probably a little better than that, but when I was writing it and listening to it, I was starting to get a little disgruntled with the, the middle of this album. And because uh, I know how good Van Halen is, and it, I don't know if this represents their best work. Right. Uh, but I guess it's good, which is kind of what our scale is now. Six out of ten is good, so that's what I got. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I no, I'm not going to argue with you, man. Like I said, I honestly probably could have dropped this six, and I'll we'll talk about it a little bit in a little bit. But uh, here we go. We're up to number seven, Spanish Fly. Although this is not a true true song, it is the eruption of this album, so to speak. So uh, Anthony, what do you got? Well, it's definitely no eruption, I'll tell you that much. But, uh, you know, Song 7 got a 7 for me. and But it showcases Eddie's talent. I mean, I'm not sure if this is a Spanish guitar or an acoustic guitar, 
I'm not sure what kind of guitar he's diddling on here, but it shows you he he just he can go unelectric and still make it sound great. So there is that positive spin on it, even though it's a seven because there's not really much to it. So you know, yeah, solid seven. Kind of really is a filler track. Yeah, sure well, ten songs, I guess. I don't know if you, you couldn't I, be more wrong, Anthony. I, I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. I don't think it was a filler track. I believe this was something that he was noodling with in the uh, in the studio, and they recorded this because he is absolutely blistering a acoustic fretboard. Spanish Fly is an absolute, incredibly well written and well played song by him. Although it's a minute long, it is absolutely a blazing minute. I love it. Uh, it's can I, great. Can I move it up to an eight after learning all that. Maybe eight and a half can. after learning all that. We'll, we'll, we will allow it. <laughs> I didn't it realize. Allowed. I didn't you, realize you all that went on behind the scenes. Uh, if I'd but, known that much, I'd have given it a lot higher mark. Now, with that being said, because I am floating this against eruption, I'm giving this one an eight because I think it's very good. I uh, he has done better since, and he did do better before. But this is excellent. I mean, it's a great, great riff. Chris, what do you think? You said this is excellent, which means it's a nine. Should have been a nine, right? <laughs> and that's what I gave it because Eruption was a 10. That was iconic. This may not be iconic, but it's the best acoustic guitar solo I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's great. Honestly, I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard an acoustic guitar solo like this. And how this man can play, I can't even picture what it looks like him playing this. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like Flight of the Bumblebee or something, man. It's just like, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, this is a nine. Maybe it should have been higher, but I'll give it a nine. I, you know, you may actually talk me into changing mine to nine, but I will say this: as far as acoustic stuff goes, I'm going to teach you guys a little bit of lesson on this real quick. Okay. You need to look up Al Demiola. His acoustic years are insane. If you, if you think that's fast, you should hear what Al Demiola does. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's insane. Take your word for anyway, it. Anyway, yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic. How do you spell that? Hey, Jimmy, how do you spell that last name? It's D I M E O L A. And um, I've got a bunch of his stuff, and he is an absolute shredder. So and it's I'll acoustic. It an and I'll give it an 8.5 now. So after you know what? <laughs> I'm actually going to raise mine to nine as well because I hate to even, <laughs> I hate to even do that only because I feel like I'm betraying my thoughts. But you know what? Worth it. Worth it. All right, brother. All right, Anthony, this brings us up to the eighth song, DOA, as it's listed on the uh, album. What's your thoughts on the uh, Dead or Alive? Uh, I mean, it's my favorite on the album and probably one of my favorite Van Halen songs when all this is said and done. Um, Crunchy guitar intro is killer. It has that nasty swagger to it and its sexiness to it that all their songs have. Mm-hmm. The harmony is just simply amazing. I mean, they can do no wrong at all in this song, and they didn't do any wrong in this song. Everything is just flawless and works well. So easy 9.5, maybe even a 10 by the time I hear it again. I mean, it's just a, it's an amazing right song from start to finish. Definitely the highlight on the album, and maybe the highlight, one of the highlights from their first two albums so far. So it's a, it's a killer oh. song. I'm glad you like it. This is actually an excellent song. Um, I was, I gave this one a nine. I was close to giving this one a 10 or a nine and a half, but I, I'm kind of restraining myself um, <laughs> only because 
I mean, it's excellent. This, I mean, straight up, this song is excellent. It's it's a great tune. The harmonies are awesome, and the guitar work is great. It's mm-hmm. nice and crunchy. Um, I'll be honest with you, this is certainly the second side is starting to fill in nicely, if you know what I mean. This is why I said yeah. this song probably should have opened this side up and gave us a break at position number eight. And uh, then broke into nine and ten. But all right, Chris. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna stick with my nine. What's your thoughts? Yeah, uh, best song on the album by Country Mile. It was it was one of my favorite Van Halen songs, and I wanted to give it a ten, but I'm not sure it's technically an epic song. Uh, I think iconic, an epic yeah. is or iconic. I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's iconic. Either. So I gave it a nine and a half. Uh, Man, I wish there were more songs like this on this album because the second half of this album was so much better than the first half. And uh, I said should have been on the first half of the album. Should have been in a, a key spot somewhere. Probably where Light Up the Sky was. That's that's a pretty good point there. Uh, oh, yeah, but right. yeah, this gets a nine and a half. And in my opinion, it's the best song on the album. All right. Well, this brings us up to the ninth song, track nine. It is Women in Love. Anthony, what's your thoughts? Uh, song nine got an eight from me. It was uh, another great intro with a, a lighter sounding guitar. I guess that's, was that an acoustic guitar to start? I can't remember now. But uh, I heard Eddie showcasing his talent to play anything once again. Harmonies are spot on. The back and forth between the band and Dave is is great again, you know, so it's, it's a solid eight for me. You know, it's, it's a good number nine song, I think. I got you. And I'm going to go ahead and apologize up front for what's about to happen, boys. But uh, <laughs> this is my favorite album by Van Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the heck it is about. And just so you know, the intro to that is electric guitar. Um, Women That's in Love is my, it's my favorite song on this album. I gave it a 10 because I think it's iconic because of how his guitar work is done. He is using tapped harmonics at the beginning of the song, which is absolutely at the time was innovative as all hell because nobody was doing stuff like this. Um, this song has stuck with me my entire young adult life all the way to now as probably my favorite team. So uh, on this record, um, I'm, I'm sticking to 10 in my opinion, it's iconic on this record uh, because of the guitar work and, the harmonies it's and it's not one of their fast songs it's one of those ones that kind of just you know goes along grooves along so that's where i stop chris go ahead buddy <laughs> kill me <laughs> yeah there, there's no need to apologize this is a fantastic song uh when i when i was thinking of this album uh, i remember it, as a kid this was probably one of my favorite songs on the album and i wrote and it holds up over time uh, it's a rare, slower song by David Lee Roth. I mean, I guess it's maybe a ballad by their standards, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and I, it gets a nine out of ten for me, which is what we consider excellent now. So. Yeah, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, maybe it's not iconic, but God, dude, I just can't get out of my head. This is my favorite song on this freaking album. And Fair enough. I wanted to give DOA an iconic, but I, I just shaved a little bit off. But yeah, this is a great song. I mean, it, yeah. it's iconic to you, Jimmy, because of what it did for you. I mean, since you that's, played guitar and all, I'm sure that's the thing. Heavily influenced you, and that's, mm, that's exactly. I, I knew I was going to fanboy this this album because I know it's my favorite. It's the one I've listened to more than probably any other ones over the years. As crazy as that may sound, 
Um, and I'll tell uh, you, I, I knew this was your favorite album, and that's why I was a little <laughs> more critical. <laughs> I was like, I got to keep it real because Jimmy's not going to keep it real on this album. I'm, I'm not going to so. keep it real because I'm re- just absolutely ridiculously in love with this record. I, I, I don't even, and this is the one that they recorded in a week. I mean, come on, guys. I, yeah. Unbelievable. I know it's unbelievable, but you know what? I'm going to stand by my score. I know it's it's a little bit fanboyish, but I love it, and I think it's. If we picked one iconic song on each album, this is the iconic song, in my opinion, on this album. All right, enough of my rant. Let's go ahead and finish this thing out with uh, track number 10. Last song on the second side, Beautiful Girls. Anthony, talk to me. Uh, Closing strong with all that swagger and sexiness again. I know I've said swagger and sexiness every song on this album, it seems like. (laughs) But that's what I, when I hear this song, it just... It just seems that's, like you know, just pure swagger, man. That's, that's Dom and Dave. In the that's nutshell. David Lee Roth. He brings my swagger exactly. to every song he does. I know it's a good yeah. song. I wrote it. It's a good song to sit on the beach and listen to while watching the girls in summer clothing while sipping on something cold, and the harmonies are yeah. killing it once again. So it, I could definitely be cooler in hand, you know, old tape deck beside me, boombox, the sun blasting. Hanging out by, by by the beach somewhere, that'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, my God, yeah. Uh, you you've described this song to a T, my friend. What what what's your number on this one? I gave it a nine. Closing strong, very closing strong. strong. I don't. I'm not going to go too deep in this because it's absolutely an incredible, clo- great closing song. It's uh, it's honestly probably my second favorite song on this record. I, I love it. I just think it's a fun one. Um, but it's a nine. I, you know, yeah, say second favorite. Dead or Alive is probably tied for second. I mean, you know. Let's face it, they're all great songs as far as when it comes to these nines. But, yeah, it's a nine on my opinion. Chris? Yeah, uh, I said it feels a little bit like uh, Van Hagar's song, actually. Oh, uh, wow. I, I, I always get that beach vibe from Sammy Hagar. And, uh, sure, sure. Actually, I wonder if, if if you happen to know, does when Sammy was with them, did he play this song in concert much, or, or is this one that kind of got buried over time? I, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Because it this. feels like a Hagar song to me. I don't uh, think they did play this. They didn't play it when I saw them live. So, uh, I mean, I, I remember most of the stuff, that the raw stuff they played, and this wasn't one of them. They played the hits, yeah, I, basically. I, I put that it's a fun song, and it was a good closer. And it really, the back half of this album saved this album. Uh, I gave it eight and a half. I okay. Probably could have put it a nine, but but that's what I put. Eight and a half between excellent and great. I, those are two very similar yeah, words. Sure, I don't sure. know how that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And uh, it was a good way to close the album is what I put. I agree. I agree. So as an overall listening experience, um, I mean, obviously, we, we tally up our numbers. We, we see where we stand. Um, and, guys, uh, I'll go ahead. I, Anthony, I don't know if you got your number ready, but I mine is, go ahead. Throw, go ahead and throw yours ready? out there. How did yours rate out? I came out to 8.5. I didn't add him. I don't add all the stuff together and multiply and divide and all that. I just – overall feel for me is 8.5, I think. That's kind of – I go, I go with the Absolutely the incorrect basically. way to do it. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, I'm I, with you. That's, that's that's great. That's funny that you said that. I, I get with the way it makes me feel, and I think 8.5 is a good uh, good way for me on this album. Well, I'm as weird as this may sound. I actually did go by the numbers, and mine does come out as a overall of an 85 of 100, which brings us to an 8.5 when it comes down to the scale. And um, it's it's as much as I'm, and I'm guilty of being a fan of this record. I'm glad it didn't 
show up like a 9.1 or something. But, you know, I, it's a great album. It's a great listen. This is absolutely an essential listen, by my opinion, for the Roth years. Go ahead, Chris. Well, you know, I gave this some come some semi uh, bad marks Smack, yep. uh, in the middle of this album. So it's a little lower for me. I looked back at last week and I gave Van Halen one, which I feel is a superior album, an 8.8. This one got a 7.8. So it was really just one point off of, of overall. And I think it's because the back end of the album saved it. Uh, I put in my notes here for the overall, I felt like it was a little bit of a sophomore slump by these guys. I didn't know they only had a week to... to uh, well, there were some hits on it. Don't get me wrong. But I, right. I do think the middle... I mean, I'm used to Van Halen being good from beginning to end. And not just good, but great. And I don't think this one was great from beginning to end. Uh, but, you know, 7, 8, that's uh, that's between very good and great. So, I mean, you know, it's, no, it's no, a good you, album. And, and I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be fair and critical and, and sure. not fanboy all over this stuff. So, uh, But, yeah, I put there were some mediocre songs in the middle of this album, and it brought it down a little bit. And a great back end of the album. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. 7.8. Gotcha. The, the way I'm trying to approach these listenings is I'm trying not to like the first album. I don't want to compare it to anything else in their catalog. The second album, I'm only going to compare to the first album. And you're right. It can't live up to that because that is a, uh, that's an iconic yeah, they, album. And all they probably took iconic. five years to make that album. They took a week to make this next one. I mean, it, it's not going to stack up. It's just not. Well, it's same in the, in the same sense though, man, God, I might have one week and they recorded this. They recorded yeah. these songs in one week, dude. That's crazy. One freaking week, with the exception of Dead or Alive was pre-written, and so was Women in Love, and so was You're No Good, and I think Dance the Night Away, maybe, or somebody at the doctor. There's four or five songs that were on that that uh, Gene Simmons produced demo. So just so you know, they had different lyrics and a little bit different, you know, music, a little bit different. Some of it's mostly the same, but uh, overall, you know. I think there. I don't think it's a slump. I really don't think it's a sophomore slump. I, I think this was a was a for what they did in five to six days. My God Almighty, dude! Yeah. Who the hell is gonna do that? Maybe that was unfair for me to call it a sophomore slump, but it wasn't as good as the first one. And honestly, I assure I, I you, the believe... blog will not. The blog will not show that <laughs> statement. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh my God. Well guys, listen, that was a great one. I, um, uh, I absolutely, uh, have enjoyed this one. Obviously, as you all now know the truth behind the whole situation, my favorite, it's my favorite Van Halen from the Hagar years or for the Hagar from the Roth years. And, um, and don't get me wrong. I like, I like all these albums, but, uh, this one just meant a little bit more to me. All right, so this is this is how it's going, guys. So we've got one and two down. We're starting off, uh, or we're, we're getting into the midsection of the Roth era. We're starting off with the uh, well, album number three. It's Women and Children First. We're doing that one next week. Um, curious to hear some opinions on this. Can't wait to discuss this one next week. Um, but uh, looking forward to hearing some feedback from the folks listening out there. We've got a handful of listeners that have been uh, certainly loyal to us, which is pretty funny. Uh, I, I'm appreciative. Um, uh, I almost want to give the shout out to the to the guy in Iceland. Is that right, Iceland? That's, it's Finland, actually. Finland, you get it right. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, <laughs> I, I tried it. to think of something, and I tried to find a way to say uh, thanks for listening in Finnish, 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, it is a hard thing to say. I <laughs> Google did it for me, but I, I couldn't repeat it. I, I tried. I just, man, it's amazing. Of course, they're listening to three Southern hicks here listening to van halen or discussing van halen i love it i appreciate it and um Absolutely. you know we we encourage everybody to listen you know we, we want opinions we want folks to uh, chime in and give us uh give us your thoughts but um let's get ready to wrap this thing down this week guys and um hey jimmy before you wrap yes, it up go ahead man. uh email twitter and podcast and the, the blog too before you close it in case oh, yeah. you want to get in touch with us. You guys so, can man. reach us out at the uh, it's audible ecstasy podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to drop us a line there. And uh, the blog is just search up audible ecstasy. Uh, and honestly, it's it's WordPress. So you can find us pretty easily there. Uh, we throw a review up on this uh, and, you know, a link to our actual podcast itself. And then uh, Twitter, you can follow us on Twitter. It's uh, at audible underscore ecstasy it's uh, e-x-t-a-c-y and uh we look forward to, to sharing some lines on that with you guys but um guys anything else you want to want to throw out before we call it an evening i guess we're good we're at about the 30 minute mark now so yep we're gonna call it a night guys it's been a great one for at least for me uh, i enjoyed your opinions of the record and um i say we uh send out the salute and Thank everybody for listening for Audible XD Podcast. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. We'll see you guys next week. Sounds good.